Hey guys and gals, welcome into the Upshift Podcast. In this episode, me and Dwayne welcome a new co-host. Uh, and it's another Brian added to the show. So the three of us sit around, get to know Brian. We talk about uh, Daytona fever, pulling the bikes out after they've been stored. Not so much here in the south where we live, but up north where Brian lives. I think he had to dig out eight foot of snow to get his bike loaded up and head down to Daytona. But sit back and enjoy this episode of the Upshift Podcast Season 3, Daytona Fever, Episode 2. Hey, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Three, there we go, and welcome into the Upshift Podcast with your hosts, Brian and Dwayne. Dwayne, how are you doing? I'm good, Brian. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I have a big announcement to make. Okay, you're pregnant. You are fired. <laughs> I'm fired? Yes. Uh, how do you and fire I'm, somebody? And, this, and I'm changing the name of the podcast to The Brian and Brian Show. Okay, well, okay. So I'd like to welcome in our new uh, co-host i call him brian fxr from new hampshire welcome into the show brian hey guys how you doing <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited to be here with you guys i don't know about the firing of Dwayne right away but that was kind of weird well you know uh unemployment's pretty good now so Dwayne, get your unemployment started now if uh, we've got uh, a brian and another brian and you'll be able to tell the other brian he's the one that talks funny that was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny and fast i heard fast. okay yeah funny and fast but you know people think that me and Dwayne talk funny you do do they, <laughs> do they? <laughs> oh, well here here's the backstory on brian from new hampshire so at bike week last year i'm at the uh, v-twin visionary show and this guy walks up and he's like points at me he's like you brian or Dwayne?" and i was like Oh crap, what what has happened? And I was like, well, if I say I'm Dwayne and he punches <laughs> me, uh, then I know that he doesn't like Dwayne. But I could say, hey, I'm Brian, and he gives me a bear hug and hands me a hundred bucks. He did neither when I said I'm Brian. You're supposed to that's, laugh. That's right a great story. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to insert a laugh track right there because that wasn't funny. <laughs> it wasn't funny? No. Oh, okay. I thought you would laugh at that, but that's how we met. And then we've been instant friends since then. We talk about motorcycles and motorcycles and motorcycles and motorcycles. Yep. That's pretty much what this podcast is about. And I'll just, I'll go ahead and throw it out to you. I'm going to give you, it is T minus 33 days till Daytona or one month, five days or 282,851 seconds. Seconds. Uh, 47,520 minutes, 792 hours. You, you get it. Daytona's on top of us. I like the 33 day. That's how I like to say it. 
yeah. It, it makes a sound not so far away. It's not. I mean, that's going to be here before we knew it. And so here's the big question. Dwayne, are you going to Daytona? We're going to Daytona. You are? Ooh. Yeah. Okay. All right. You're you taking. Going? When are you going? I'm going the fifth. Okay. Well, I'm not going actually, that day. I'm, I'm going actually the going the fourth. Any day but the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so funny. You're so funny. You <laughs> are so is... funny. Uh, uh, what are March, you asking, Dwayne? Is March 5th? Yes. March 5th is a Friday. No, it's nope. a Saturday. Excuse me. It is a Saturday. It is a Saturday. Yeah, because I'm leaving. Uh, no, it's not. Let's see. Yes, it is. I'm leaving the uh, 3rd, which is a Thursday afternoon. I'm riding down to Savannah, and I'm actually checking into my spot on the 4th. Are you camping, Brian? Uh, uh, no. 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 Brian doesn't camp. I'll, right, okay. I'll camp in your RV. Is that what you were thinking? Um, the next, now the, what's wrong with the 10th? That's the next weekend, right? Yeah, that's when I'm coming back. You're coming back on the 10th? It's still up in the air. Okay. Well, I was thinking about going on the 10th. Really? Yeah. That's the or Thursday. Going on the 9th. Okay. Are you taking the RV? Uh, no. You're not. Oh, okay. You're taking a tent? No. <laughs> well, I'll be leaving on the 4th, which is a Friday, and the bike will be in the trail because it'll probably be about Two 10 degrees, degrees here. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's about a 20-hour ride for us to get down there. Oh, God. No. Uh, so we might stay a night over in South Carolina somewhere. Okay. okay. Depends on how we feel. How many? How many of you group are, are coming with you? So it's just me and one other friend from Boston area, and then we have two friends from Indiana that we met Bike Week about eleven years ago, and we've been going meeting them there every year. Oh, okay. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So okay. he's the one I did the the Texas trip with Brian. I went to Texas for a little motorcycle trip. Yeah. And the Indiana guys. Was who who I went with? Okay, well, give us a rundown of what's in the stable right now. I know I've seen the pictures of the cop bike, as you call it, and then the FXR. Yep. So, so in the stable you, right yep. now. Yeah. I give us a rundown. Uh, Nineteen seventy-seven shovelhead. Okay. Yes, right. You got the shovel. Yeah, it's an FXE, which it's not an E anymore because I eliminated the electric stock because I thought it was a kick-only type of person. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah wish wish you would have put the old electric start back on there i'm sure yeah there's been a few opportunities coming out from the restaurant it seems <laughs> like every time you go to start it there seems to be a group around me yeah. where i start kicking and kicking and praying but, yep. yep never and works. Got, no it never does and then i have i have the 1988 fxr which is, it's an fxr s which is, uh, I mean, I love that bike. I, I put a lot of miles on that bike. It's fun. And, um, and then the cop, I call it the cop glide. So it's okay. a 1999 old Massachusetts state police bike. 
that I've kind of turned into a performance bagger. Oh, yeah. Because you've got different wheels on it, uh, the two brothers pipe, uh, saddleman seat. Tell me about the bars on it. I have, I've seen the pictures that you put up, and I'd like everybody to give Brian a follow. It's uh, Brian's Garage 77 on Instagram. Yep. Uh, Brian's, is it, yeah, Brian's 77 Garage. Yep. Yep. And uh, you got, uh, is it more, is it D Moorhead, Dwayne? Is that where people can follow you on Instagram? Uh, my Instagram is, I think. You're probably locked out of it. Hang on, I always gotta look at it. I am at uh the Upshift Podcast or uh Harley Guy 105. I do more on the Upshift Podcast. And yep. I like let's talk about uh social media for a minute. I think Instagram is a million times better than any other one out there. Only reason is you get to see cool pictures and there's no there's no talking. There's no talking, you know, it's not opinions or what have you it's pictures and i'll follow i was looking at mine the other day of all the things i follow and they're all motorcycles <laughs> i was gonna oh, say yeah. they're all motorcycle stuff yeah it's all motorcycle stuff you feel the same way brian i do i feel like instagram is the book with all the pictures in it yeah it's, and, the, it's the magazine yeah facebook has all the words yeah so instagram i can kind of scroll through and see what i like yeah, and it's, I mean, you can make a comment on there, and I do sometimes, but I just like to look at the pictures, and I mean, you know, and I, I've heard this on a lot of other podcasts, and it's very relevant that, you know, back in the day, I had a subscription to American Iron. It started out as Hot XL, which is the Sportster part, and you would see bikes in there, but what was so funny, and I'd already seen them, at daytona or myrtle beach and then it was the fall when you got that issue and yeah. so you're looking through like oh i remember that and i remember now when you get to i mean i can go ahead and tell you what bikes are going to be at the show we're going to sunday in daytona because yeah. instagram everybody's right. already posted pictures which is fine and i don't i don't care it's just i like a surprise maybe <laughs> now my my instagram What's is instagram? morehead one D okay. One. D okay. One. Now, and I'm shocked here because I very rarely do anything on the Facebook, and I have 123 followers. What in the world? Who are these people? I, me. They're very boring people if they follow. They're very boring <laughs> people. Now, now on Facebook, I, I like Facebook the best of all of those social medias, but I have ran across one um, last the other night when we were talking is uh, the MeWe. Yeah, it's, and uh, I, I like looked Facebook. that up. It's like Facebook, yeah. but there's not a lot of pictures. There's not nearly as many stuff going on. It's uh, not nearly as busy. Yeah, it's. I think it's a political deal. Yeah, well, okay. it's a uh, free speech is their whole thing. Okay, free and I, I'm I'm say whatever they want to. I'm marching for free speech all the time, but yeah. I just like to look at pictures of uh, motorcycles. motorcycles. And motors and actually, you know what? I actually found uh, a van site, and I look at seventies vans, shagging wagons. <laughs> it was on Instagram. That was hilarious. You're uh, you're a, you're a fifteen year old boy, aren't you, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
hey girl, want to get in my van? Yeah. <laughs> I got candy. Yeah. <laughs> With the uh the heart shape uh uh window on the back. Yeah, that's right. Painted hey, well, orange. I wanna I wanna change the subject here to the new bikes that came out this week. Okay. Oh. All right. Um well, we're what, getting into that. What did you think? So are are we discussing 22 Harley Davidsons? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm in love with all of them. Okay. But, um, I, I will tell you this, and I have a friend of mine, he's already purchased a 22 CVO. And there was a $3,000 markup above the MSRP just for the paint that he got. Is that the orange like that looks that like that is Eddie? the orange CVO road glide? And I went and looked at it and it is ridiculous. It's probably one of the prettiest paint jobs that I've ever seen on a motorcycle from a factory. Right. I mean, I've they seen still some do the killer paint. They still do hand stripe, hand pinstripe on those CVOs, right? They do. Um at um it's a place I want to say, gosh. Colorado, maybe it's somewhere in the Midwest. It may be in Wisconsin. I can't remember. Uh, has a company, uh, and they've in that video of the the new launch. They talked about it, and that was one segment was the CVOs. Yep. And to to me, I think the past couple of years the CVOs have just gotten mediocre. I'll say because when the CVO came out. It was a big motor, and it had all of the parts and accessories that you could not get. It had different grips, different floorboards, and they were not a line in the P&A catalog. But over time, you could walk into the Harley shop and get every piece that come on a CVO, except for the horn button, because I, <laughs> I had bought a few... Uh, of the little horn sticker that went on the new waterfall horns. You had to have a CVO because the sticker on that has a red bar and shield rather than a, a gray or a black. But anyway, the CVOs this year are they're They're top of the line, but me, like me and you talked about this the other night, Brian, if I spent $50,000 on a motorcycle, I, well, first of all, I don't have that kind of money, but, if I had $50,000 and it was allocated for motorcycles, I could have a garage full of motorcycles. <laughs> Couldn't you? Yeah. I yep. mean, yeah. Well, I did. I did. Was the list, that's what I wanted to ask you. Was the list price on that bike 50 grand? Uh, the, no, that bike is 40. Say, I'm trying to pull it up here. 42 something. Let's see what it says here. Uh, it was, and I had it pulled up and I hit the wrong button and because I got my iPad going. Let's see here, bikes. And we go to collections and we go to CVO. Y'all got it pulled up? No. Okay. Uh, while, you, while you're pulling that up, I'll, uh, I'll express my love for the new FX and was it the, the low rider ST? Yes. Yeah. Yes, but, I mean, my favorite bike. Yeah. Uh, with the, I love the FXR and mine being an FXRS. I yeah. always wanted to put the FXRP fairing on it. Yeah. You know, just to get that look. 
everything. But now it's coming out and it's got the speakers engraved, you know, the Rockford Fosgates in it. Yeah, which is a, like what a thousand dollars extra. Oh, is it? Yeah. 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 Of course. Not <laughs> no, I, if if I was in the market for a new bike, that's what I would get. Uh, I agree. And that bike is priced right. It's a little over twenty one grand. Yeah, twenty one seven fifty is what they're at. You know, MSRP. And you know, and then there's some dealer prep and all that and freight. You're going to be a little over twenty two, and that is a that's a performance bike from the factory. All you got to do is hit the start button and take off. Yeah. I mean, a one seventeen. That bike is killer, but we'll talk about that in a second. I'm going to give you this price for you. Forget about it. Uh, that bike is forty one eight ninety nine, which is the the Road Glide uh, Wicked Orange Pearl, and you add three thousand dollars to that forty one eight ninety nine for that paint. Okay, and then you do your uh, your dealer prep and all that, and the uh, uh, your shipping. Because the dealers charge the freight, you're forty six plus. Your tax tax is what five hundred dollars in our state. Then can you imagine the taxes when you get your tax notice on a forty six thousand dollar motorcycle? <laughs> that makes the lowrider ST sound like a good deal. Oh god, the <laughs> trike MSRP is forty nine nine ninety nine. Well, that lowrider ST twenty one seven, I must say, when I bought my first Harley, it was a two thousand three Night Train. I bought it in the that blue color. I forget the name of it now, but it was the anniversary blue. Yeah, it's uh, anniversary still blue, maybe I can't remember. I forget what it was now. I, I knew it forever too, but that bright it was sixteen nine brand new. So, wow. yeah. And that was kind of when Harley was coming off of the marking up for the uh, supply and demand. Because I know in that 89, 90, 91 through, I would say, 99 to 2000-ish, 2001, uh, the dealers uh, that I, that that I actually used to work for, they used to sell fat boys for $20,000. Yeah. That was back when you couldn't just walk in and get one yeah. off the, mm -hmm. the show. Floor. Yeah. Even my three, I had to order it and it took yeah. six months to get in. Yeah. I ordered, I, I went in 97 to order my first motorcycle and I didn't get it till 99. Wow. Cause the guy told me, he goes, probably not going to get a 97, my 98s, which was anniversary year, 95th. He's like, they're already spoken for. They're sold. I'm like, yeah. a bike that's not even, I wasn't familiar with the supply and demand. He's like, yeah, every bike I get's already sold for next year. Yeah, I'm so like, we're in July. How does that happen? <laughs> and then, you know, then as I started to research, I figured that out. And then, so he's like, uh, you, he's like, maybe if one's left over. So of course I went up there every day till he finally called and said, uh, your bike's in. And it's a 1999. I got it July the 10th, 1999. Like, what color 880. is it? <laughs> it? Well, um, uh, I actually would go up there and he would get, was like, here's, here's the new bikes. And um, black was the cheapest. But uh, I remember my dad, he's like, well, don't get the cheapest. He's like, because everybody will have black. He's like, get, <laughs> get a color. So I got cobalt blue. 
which turned out to be an awesome bike. And then I figured out that since there was a supply and demand issue, I could sell it and make money. And I did. I made over three grand in six months with that bike and turned around and bought a big twin. So I went from an 883 to a FXDX. Nice. Super glad. Your, uh, nothing has really changed with you. You're still doing that to, to, to today. He <laughs> still does that today. Yeah. Well, my favorite bike on this, the, the new list is this, um, the Street Glide ST. Yeah. Um, that with that gold package that they've done, um, oh. they've done that. You know, I, I can't believe you didn't jump on me about that already. It would, because most all the bikes that I've owned are black and gold, and of course, <laughs> I don't own a black and gold one anymore. And then Harley comes out with a black and gold one. You know. <laughs> yeah, know. but but that bike, um, it comes with a one seventeen. It comes with a solo seat. Yep, solo seat. Chop front fender. Uh, it, is, yeah, it is smaller. And the bags are not stretched out. The bags are not stretched. Yeah, it's the no. performance bagger straight from the factory that you're going to have to spend a couple grand to get pipes and a tuner on the first day. I mean, well, a 117 out of the box is going to be lightning fast. Well, one thing I, I wanted I noticed on this bike they don't normally see on Harley's is the um, the front forks on this thing. The cowl part is painted black. The shields are painted black, and the forks themselves are actually black. And I don't know if that's painted or powder coated, but normally you you see kind of a Harley usually mixes it up there somehow. Another you put a piece of chrome there, a piece of aluminum. Yeah, um, but they, they've done the whole thing is all in black. And I do. I, I love the wheels in gold. They look really cool in gold. I, I bet you next year, I bet next year they skin the sides of those wheels to make them look like they did in the 2021s. Probably. You know, so they're gold and shiny. So I don't know. I like it. I really do. I like it. The ST comes with the Olin's suspension already. Uh, no, uh, -uh. you can do an upgrade package like oh. in the PNA. Gotcha. And, and get that. Um, see, I haven't, I haven't, I went to the Harley shop the other day to look at the new stuff. I never even, I stayed in service and outside. I never even walked in the store. Um, that bike, it I mean, says it, here, it, it's it says here that's giving out the optional cornering rider safety enhancements, which is that our. RDBS RMS package. Yep, and it says uh, it's option. Yeah, that's a an option. And I was watching one two YouTube video the other night, and they said that that bike is raised up higher. Huh? <laughs> that it, it is. has a more ground clearance. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. So okay. Awesome. Well, let's get back to Brian. Tell you got to tell me more about your your motorcycles and your. Uh, I know we've talked about it a few times, but what, what got you into the motorcycles? I mean, like we said the other day, we like to talk about motorcycles, motorcycles, and more motorcycles. <laughs> and more motorcycles. Well, with me, it all started out riding dirt bikes. So when I was this young kid, that's all I would think about, dirt bikes. So I finally got my first dirt bike, and I would Which ride was, that what thing. What brand? What brand? A Yamaha MX1. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Remember, it had a metal gas tank. <laughs> yeah. 
and uh, probably wasn't any plastic on it back then. I don't think there was. No. Well, if there if there was, it wasn't by the time I was done with it. <laughs> but I had that road, you know, riding dirt bikes after school every day, and then I started racing motocross. And the guy I used to live with, and he raced motocross as well. He had a, uh, I think it was a Honda Shadow, like street bike. And I always ask him if I could take it for a ride. And he's, he just, he would never say, he say, you don't want to ride that thing. It's boring. You don't want to ride on the street. <laughs> I said, try me. Let, let me take it. So I took it for a ride one day and I was like, I loved it. I'm like, you know, I'm not jumping all over the place. Nice cruising on the streets. And then that's when I, uh, you know, discovered Harley Davidson. And I, I had to get a, my, like I said, my first Harley was the 03 night train and I don't think I that bike was supposed to come in in May. I remember. I don't think I slept for two months just waiting for that. <laughs> I couldn't wait. Yeah, yeah. So went went. So t- tell me about that journey. So your what street? What was your first street bike? That was it. My, uh, oh, so my, so yep, you didn't have was, a Honda. You didn't start. You started straight off on a Harley. Yeah, right from dirt bikes to a Harley. So the guy I worked with at the time, he had a Dyna Wide Glide. Okay. And he let me ride that. That was like my first Harley I ever rode. He let me ride it after work one day, you know, go just around the block. You know, he was, he wouldn't let me go get out of his sight. <laughs> so I rode uh, that, you know, and then I was gonna say that's a pretty tall order for somebody to allow you to ride their Harley. Yeah, that, you know, that, that's a good friend. Yeah, yeah. especially you know, back then. Yeah. And, um, so you know, we were truck drivers. I was a truck driver. And he always says, you're a truck driver. You got to have a Harley. You got to have it. So, you know, eventually I just went and ordered that 03 night train. And that was, that was, that was the beginning of the end of my addiction to. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And now you're broke and, and it's a wonderful life. Yeah, <laughs> so, you're broke. And I remember 03 walking into a dealership. There were not a lot of motorcycles in there oh. for sale. There was used. They had one or two sprinkled in their new bikes, but that was an anniversary. Did you order it? Did you go in in 03 or was this an 02? It, no, I think I went in 02 and I ordered, you know, the 03. Okay. I remember, I remember they were, it, I could have got, I could have got fuel injected that year. I remember yeah, that was an option. option carb or fuel injection. I went for the carburetor cause I didn't, that's the only thing I knew. Yeah. And uh, like I said, it cost $16,000 for that bike. And I probably put $4,000 in, you know, because the engine was black. Yeah. And I need, I wanted chrome everything back then. I don't even know why I bought the night train. <laughs> I think it was because of the drag bars. Yeah. That was the night train's look was everything was blacked out. Yeah. With the drag bars. And yeah. So you so took all that off and put chrome. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you put chrome wheels on it. And that that I had that bike for 10 years. It went through a bump, bunch of stages. You know, and then then I finally figured out that I could just buy another bike and change it instead of changing the one I was riding all the time. Yeah. Downtime. Did you ever paint it? Uh I I got it painted. Yep. I had had a couple of different paint jobs. Oh, really? So you painted over the anniversary? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then well, I, I had put a different tank on. I, I put like a King's 40 tank on it. Okay. 
at one time and changed the fenders. And I bought uh, Jesse James fenders, front and rear fenders, like the long yeah. sweeping. Fenders. Yeah. Oh, that was the style back then. Yeah. So and ape hangers, I had 16 inch ape hangers on it. It it went through some some uh, some different styles. You you got any uh, pictures of that up on your Instagram? Uh, I might have them on my way back on the Instagram. I might have a few. I can post a few. Yeah, just, post uh, a few of those. Yeah, I, I want to yeah. see that. I want to see that. And Definitely. then I, you've listened to our podcast, so you know uh, Dwayne's story. He he, uh, his friend Mickey, pretty much got him into motorcycles, and uh, I, that that's when I met Dwayne when he kind of first got into him. But you know, <laughs> Dwayne Dwayne still has a soft spot for scooters. Oh. No, I heard about the last podcast. I heard. Yeah. Um, I did. We rode scooters the last time we were down at Daytona. We went in November. My wife, this is funny. I said, You can ride this. She says, Yes. Pulls the gas, takes off straight into the garden, crashes the bike. <laughs> no, it was not a I bike. It's a scooter. In there, shocked. You know, what the heck? And my son's girlfriend, she does exactly the same thing, <laughs> crashes it. And I'm like, Okay, so you're not going to ride scooters. You're going to ride with me on the scooter, <laughs> which was a lot of fun going 40 miles an hour in Daytona doing the loop. Oh, yeah. Do you have any pictures of that? No, thank God. Well, see, that's what I was thinking. You know, what about Don, the photographer? He's not out on the loop. And no, <laughs> they're not out on the loop then. Right. I hate Road that. Pictures. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's no pictures of that. There should be. We should put those up. I mean, though, those. If I can are... find some pictures of that, maybe we will put them up. Mm. Yeah, but let's go back to the the um, the new lowrider S. That bike is ridiculous. Well, let me tell you this here, Brian. This is a kind of a shocker here. Um, none of those bikes stock come with the Screaming Eagle Olin's remote reservoir rear shocks. Yeah. It's an add-on in it the. Is. It is an upgrade, and oh. it is fourteen hundred dollars. It's actually oh. fourteen forty-nine. Okay. Yeah. 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 Though uh, I have Olin's on my my Roking, and I bought the entry level because, mm-hmm. and, and I was talking to the guy, and they're just right over the border. They're only about forty-five minutes from here in Asheville, North Carolina, so they're not far. And so I was talking to the guy, and he's from the next town over and and i was like you know sell me you're a salesman give me here's entry level all the way up to the most expensive and he did he gave me the full rundown and he looked at me and um there was a guy well how this started i'll tell the story so (laughs) i know i'm buying shocks for my bike when i go to sturgis because i had the stock ones on there on my 13 road glide and so I'm out there. I said, every manufacturer is going to be there and they're probably a deal to get. And I said, that's what I'm doing. So I go, I said, I'm going to, if it takes all day. So I'm talking to one guy Well, another guy walks up, he's from Ohio. And I said, you you looking for shocks? He goes, oh yeah. My goal was to come out here today and get shocks. I'm like, mine too. I was like, we'll shop together. So we become instant friends and we're, we went to all of them. And our last one was Olin's. And, you know, we'd went to Legends. We'd went to uh, Fox was there, Progressive. Um, our buddy that's from Concord, um, mm-hmm. uh, Rick Rack, you know, he does all Legends. And um, 
I, I went and was looking at his. And so I get to uh, Olin's and, and I told the guy, and I was like, I met this guy in the parking lot and we're buying something. I was like, so sell us. And he gives us the whole rundown. This is entry level. It does this, 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 and this. Then you can step up, you know, and it went from, um, with tax and all, I think I was 750 roughly all the way up to 13, 1400 bucks. And I was like, okay. He's like, at the end of the day, you're just riding. You're not riding wheelies. You're not on the racetrack. He's like, I can sell you these $1,500 shocks with the reservoirs or you can stop and tune it. He's like, but you're just, you're, you're riding. Yeah. You're going to hit some, some curves and, and the riding style that you do, but you know, it ain't wheelies and it's not track days. And I'm like, you're right. He said, you want a comfortable ride. That's going to track the bike straight down the road. And I was like, that's it. So he's like, there you go. There's your answer. So I bought the entry level tax and all, like I said, seven fifty, seven twenty five, or whatever. And the bike instantly was awesome. And I did, um, progressive front shocks. I'd already done that. Uh, cause I, I'd had some, um, the Chrome fort legs put on. So I went ahead and bought, uh, those. And I, I was looking at all that and the, the price. And I was like, you know, I want it to ride down the road straight and be a comfortable ride. And I kid you not, once I put those, uh, Olin's on the back and the, and the progressives already in the front, it was like a new motorcycle. Cause that day I actually left cause I didn't spend all day. I only spent half the day uh, and the guy from Ohio bought the same thing. We actually had our bikes in there at the same time. And he's like, is that what you're getting? And I'm like, I think we do the same thing. I said, my girlfriend rides on the back and he's like, my wife refuses to ride the motorcycle. So it's all about what I want my comfort. So I left there and I went and did, uh, Van, Van Ocker Canyon and, uh, what's the other ride I did? Um, what's the other Canyon Collie that comes into the back of Deadwood. So Van Ocker is leaving Sturgis and going under 90 and going, I'd say South. And I looped it all the way back in. I pretty much rode till dark that day. And it, maybe it was in my mind or I wanted to make myself feel better for spending $750 in a parking lot, or Harley shop. <laughs> but that bike was a totally different bike. And then I rode it. 1750 miles home loaded down i agree and then suspension will, will change the whole bike yeah and i tell Dwayne all the time i was like you have a decent suspension on the on your uh road glide i'm not happy with that's the only thing i'm not happy about that bike um, i'm telling you if for the money if, had, well, I'm gonna tell you, if you hit a, a bump hard i mean it's all the way down. And one thing I have noticed is I had turned the, I was trying to make it softer by turning it down. Oh, that yeah. just makes it worse. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> turn it up. Um, when you turn it up, it gets a lot better. Um, but I still, I think I'm going to put the shocks on it. And the problem with putting shocks on those bikes is it's a longer travel. And I kind of like the bike low where it is. So I think what I'm going to have to do is put the longer shocks on it and then put the lowering blocks on it as well. Well, then, then that def- I'll tell you that it defeats, defeats the whole purpose of buying the shock. Yeah. Well, you'll have to get uh, extensions on your tennis shoes. 
<laughs> I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem. When you slow one of those bikes down, I guess the, maybe the way I learned to ride it, but when you slow down, you're almost coming to a stop. If it's not low in the back, it you get wobbly. You get, I don't know what they call I'll it. I'll tell you what you can do. You can go probably an inch lower in the front with uh, either the Legends or the uh, Honest. I, I say, and I say Brian's got a Legend hat on. For the price, I think progressive on the front end is as good as any. What yeah, say you, Brian? Yeah, the progressive, the drop-ins, the cartridges. Yeah. 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 You can't go wrong. Yeah. And what do you have on the FXR? The FXR is so I got the I just got the drag specialties. Okay. Um, rear shocks. And then I have Patriot Springs in the front, just the springs with um better fork oil okay so heavy that, duty yeah the heavy yeah it made a difference yeah which i mean it's an 88 so it rides like 1988 and it stops yep. like 1988 <laughs> yeah <laughs> well it rides better it's yeah, just it's any, always... i i love my old bikes and i i think they're better than Dwayne's playing in the screen here we're not going to put this on YouTube, Dwayne. Looks like you're sitting, you're sitting put it on YouTube. YouTube. Cause I'm going to jump out the window. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I forget. I, you know, I'm on the my bike with ABS, and it stops on a dime. And yeah. you know, it's always got to me since they come out with ABS, the brakes have gotten better. I mean, yeah, you can spend a million say, dollars and get Brembo. What are you saying, Dwayne? Always you know bash those older bikes but i'm telling you that old electric electric glide that 97 i swear that was a most comfortable riding bike i mean it was so soft and smooth and well i'll it, I'll, I'll, I'll remind you, you of a story speed, you told. i would have been happy huh but i'll remind you of a story in a minute but i own i forget when i jump on my old bikes and i tear off down the road they don't stop like my 14 does or, my, the, or the 2020. I forget. I'm like, oh, yeah, you, yeah, it takes a whole lot longer. And I locked up the rear end of the soft tail last time I rode it. I just wasn't paying attention. I just hammered down on it and locked up the rear end, and which I wasn't going that fast. I was on the street behind the office. But I have to mentally say, okay, this is a 1995. <laughs> it stops like 1995. 1995. It rides like 1995. My in FX 95, you didn't know any better, right? Yeah. Single Dwayne. disc front too. Oh yeah, yeah, Th that definitely. That and that's what that's one reason on my '92 lowrider, the one I had last year, I yep. um I upgraded and went to um bigger yep. brakes and yeah because it just especially with my girlfriend riding two up, I was like I want to be able. And I was very cautious the whole time I rode it in Daytona. You know, I always got in the slow lane. I was like, because it's just, you know, it wasn't that 2020 road glide. It, it, it handled a whole lot different. So I just was always conscious of getting on that older bike, knowing that it, it's not like that 2020 I just jumped off of. But, Dwayne, take me back. Here, let's give the go back music. Do you remember that trip? And I think, I don't think I went on this one or maybe we did. And y'all stayed overnight. You and your wife were on the 97 and you were coming down the, uh, 
the I call it the new 26 down the mountain in Tennessee. Tell me about that when y'all were going. Yeah, I didn't go on that trip because you said going up, you were wide open and coming back, it was a little sketchy. You remember that? Well, no, no, wait a minute. You got to catch me up here. I'll, <laughs> coming back from one of those trips, I was, there's, it's a long, the new, new part of, of Highway 26 up there in Tennessee. Right. Well, what it was, was I, it was a long upgrade, up, you know, grade. Yeah. And me and my wife are on there and I'm, I'm pulling on that throttle and my buddy pulls up with a, you know, six, uh, I don't know, back then I think it was a 12 or a 13. And he just pulled up beside me. Now him and his wife were the same size as my, my wife. And he was able to pull off for me and I, I'm wide open. Yeah. It, my bike yeah. wouldn't go any faster. You know, that was yeah. it. You know, because it was such a long grade going up, and he's pulling away from me. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm getting a new motorcycle. I'm not having that. Because <laughs> they didn't have any more. You know, you're in high gear. You can't really downshift because you're running 70 miles an hour. Let's see. And that was an 80 cubic inch, and you had, there was a cam in it, a torque cam that I, I can remember. I mean, you yeah, didn't put it in stage, there. There's stage three cam in it. Okay. And that was something too. Well, that was one of the, uh, when we took that bike apart to find out it had a stage three cam in it, like what, what I, I'm expecting, you know, to put a cam a, in it. And, yeah. It was a, it was some kind of screaming eagle. I can't remember the number. Yeah, it was screaming eagle. <clears throat> S3 is what it was. S3. But, but that you put 80 something thousand miles on that bike. No, we put about 50,000 miles. Okay. Okay. It had 80 something on it when you sold it. Mm -hmm. yeah. 80,000 miles. Wow. And that I, it never burned oil. I mean, it was bulletproof, old Evo. So, old Evo. but you know, on that same trip, well, we did stop at a uh, rest area, and the transmission fluid was boiling out. You know, that's right, because you were going up the grade. I remember. Okay. Yeah, boy. Uh, yeah. I see. I just know, the best thing, best thing ever put on that bike is those ECB brakes. If oh, you've yeah, ever done that, brakes. that is a that bike was a, like when you put on brakes on those by old bikes, they grab. Okay, they grab real quick, and then the then it's not really stopping; it just kind of grabs. Mm -hmm. When I put that ECBs on there, you just kind of squeezed it, and it just was slowing down, and you just it was just the strangest feeling. It was actually yeah. slowing down. But you actually you put on new rotors then too. Yes, we put on that's why I mean the ECBs. We put the ECB rotors on their ECB brake pads, and it just made all the difference in those old bikes. So if you got one of them old bikes, go look up ECB. Now I thought it was kind of expensive for the rotor, but it was a floating rotor. It didn't wobble and vibrate. You know, that was the problem with a lot of those bikes, is that it was a solid rotor. If you ever got it out around, I mean, just running through a puddle of any kind, it was out around after that and it vibrated. Oh yeah, and yeah. Yeah, those. Yeah. The back one, not so much because it was really thick. Um, but put ECB brakes on your bike, you will be thrilled. Uh, ECB, if you want to come and sponsor the uh, Upshift podcast, we were <laughs> looking for sponsors. Go ahead. <laughs> There's no telling how many brake pads from EBC that I have bought and put yeah. on all of my bikes mm -hmm. over even the. Like, What's that, Brian? Even the cars. Yeah. Don't they have the. Yeah. Oh yes! Oh yes! Green. They have all the different colors. Yep. Yep. They they are pretty good. Pretty good quality. I like them. I mean, 
I don't know if there's a hundred manufacturers, maybe they make them for Harley, but I know that the, you know, the Harley, they come out with the one, the new, new ones, uh, quotation marks that do not, uh, the dust, it's low dust or something. Yeah. Dust free. Yeah. Who knows? I think it's a gimmick. So (laughs) since you like that new bike, Dwayne so much, are you, are you getting a new bike? I am not intending to get a new bike. <laughs> I'm telling you, if if uh, would you co-sign for me a new one and help me make? The no, I tell you what, <laughs> if they came out with a bike that looked like mine instead of the red, it had that orange that they come out with that CVO orange. I might have a new bike. <laughs> well, you could go buy. You could go get. They have the ultra version of that. Of the mine? orange. Yeah, well, no, they have the. I noticed when I was at the Harley shop the other day, they have um, an Ultra that's the same color as my bike, which yeah, is but they, they did not have last year for some reason. Yeah, but they have a 22 Ultra Road Glide yeah. in orange. Yes. You, oh, you, just, it's not the CVO? Yeah, it's the CVO. I'll go back to it. Yeah. Let's no, see I don't want the CVO. You don't? <laughs> No, forty. I think that's forty nine, eight thousand, just out of the price range. Right there. <laughs> Come on now, Let's for a see. bike that it can't ride three months out of the year. Mm. Uh, we we can ride. You just said you rode on Christmas Day once. Well, it, we did this year. Um, well, not Christmas yeah. Day, but right around Christmas. I tell you what, I saw today, guy on an anniversary, hundred year anniversary bike, black and silver. You know the one with the stripe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, heritage. He pulls up beside me today, going to work. It was thirty-two degrees. Really? Yes. Yeah, okay, hot. so MSRP. I want to give him a thumbs up, you know. <laughs> here it is, Dwayne. MSRP on Wicked Orange Pearl Rogue Glide Ultra, forty-seven eight ninety-nine. Wow! Isn't that impressive? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Wow. Hey, you know, have... if Harley wants to make more money, they've just gone up on the prices. I mean, you know, $47,899. Brian, if you came home with a $47,899 bill from the motorcycle you bought, would would you get kicked out of the house? <laughs> I don't, that's the bad thing. I don't think I would. Oh, yeah. oh God. <laughs> You're like, now, let me ask you this. Does your wife like to ride? She, this was the first time she really rode this summer was on the back of the Ultra, the Cop oh. Glide. But she okay. did like it. Oh, awesome. Now, you got on that, on that bike, do you have a tour pack? No. All right. But I did just they, add. A get radio. the tour pack. Get the tour pack. That makes them, they just all get on that. Yeah. They yeah. love that. And then they carry all their and, stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All stuff. yeah that's right well tell us more about that bike brian uh, so uh, it's a 99 electric glide state police bike i replaced you know oh so you want you asking about the handlebars yeah yeah just well give me the whole rundown on it. i've seen the picture ah it's awesome yeah you know, that bike's got ninety five thousand miles on it are you kidding me no it's it's been through the time and chain time and cover I mean, the timing chain has been um, redone. It's been, I think the top end has been redone on it. But wow. it, it, it runs real good, doesn't smoke, doesn't drop. And um, the shift linkage, I just replaced all the shift linkage with uh, 
thrash and supply stuff with the oh, yeah. high joints. You know, that that stuff was all wobbly. It was <laughs> I can't believe it was still working. Wow. Yeah. And then uh I put the thrash and supply floorboards on the nice, nice and thin, good grip. And then put the, the thrash and supply, you know, the pullback plate. So I was allowed to put the T bars on it. Yeah. That's so why. Yeah. How, well, you need to send me better pictures, but explain how that works. Dwayne, find him on Instagram and take a look at that bike right quick. But yeah, explain that, how, how that, that works on a bat wing. I know it's hard on a podcast, but yeah. Well, so without that plate, you get a picture of the rises would come through the stereo. Okay. So what that plate does, is it, it, it mounts to the top triple tree. Okay. And it pulls it back an inch and a half. So okay. it pull, it'll pull the bars back an inch and a half. And that's where you mount your, your, your rises to. Okay. Does that makes sense. Yeah. So is it cut out under the radio? So you know that little trim piece is at the bottom trim piece. Yep. Where it's got like the little auxiliary switches and everything. Yes. I had to cut that a little bit just to, around the riser. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it just so slides it, out. So I mean, if you cut that out nicely and all, you know, not, I guess it probably looks factory. Yeah, it it, do, it doesn't look bad. Okay. And I was able to keep keep the ignition. So the ignition's now right in between the risers. Okay, so you can turn it all the way to lock and everything, lock and fork. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So so, underneath it, underneath the riser to, to lock it, or does it come up to the top? No, it's right on underneath it. Underneath, so okay. Right, yeah, right in between. Okay, cool. Yeah. I just, yeah. I had never uh, seen, the ones that I had seen uh, at Daytona last year, they didn't have the interference. Oh, right. really? They had that small. No, uh, they had the front fairing. One was an old police bike because it still was white. And yeah. it, it looked like it had been end over end 20 times. <laughs> and I was like, how did they do that? And I walked up to it and it didn't have the, and I guess I just didn't look long enough. The inner fairing was not there. Yeah. So I, I think that that pullback plate is recently new. That's like a new product. Okay. So Krauss, you know, Krauss is the Krauss first bike. one to have it. Yeah. And then Thrashing made it, made theirs. So it's hollow in the middle. So you can run the ignition still in the same spot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause people would relocate the ignition. They'd put it on the gas tank like a Road King. Yeah. So that's what they would do with the ignition. But I was able to keep it right there. And, and then I got the, uh, so th that's a six and a half inch rise on the riser. Okay. And then I got the, the built well, the high bend tracker bars. Yep. So all in all, in all, it's like a, I'd say like a twelve inch rise. Okay. So. Yeah, I got built uh, built well on on my roking. Yep, I got I got I got the built well. Oh, you got the built well bars. Yep, and the riser. Yep, nice. Yep, I, and I actually I need to go up two more inches. Um, will your wires let you do that, or you gotta extend them? Uh, I don't know. So that was I was really close on my wires. The, the front brake line is, I had to rebend it a little bit. It's pretty straight. So I couldn't go any higher. Yeah. So I, I just, I feel like I need them. My bars, I mean, it, maybe a half inch or just, I just have to scoot up a little bit on the seat. And I, when I run my stock seat, I run a, um, a backrest that yeah. mounts to the back of it. 
Uh, it's called, uh, I knew I'd forget the name of these guys. They're in Wisconsin. Um, man, cannot think of the name of them, but it's a what, what? little aftermarket. It's like 80 bucks. It's like putting a, like putting a phone book behind you. Yeah. It's just a little backrest. It just yep. mounts and they leave it long to where you can cut it. I don't know if I've got, if I've got any pictures up on Instagram of, of my little backrest, but man, I love it. Cause I run the, uh, my Mustang touring seat on there when I take a long trip. What, what if you got the, the pullback rises, you just replace the riser with a, a pullback. Yeah, I've, so, and here's the bad thing about it. When I do that, I got to start all over because they got to be repowdered because they don't come, uh, gloss. Oh, gotcha. So that when I had it all done and see, that's, that's what I hate about bars and all of that, especially on a road King. Cause nobody I ride with has one. So I couldn't get on their bike and get a feel for it. Yep. So I had to go off of my Dyna and just kind of sitting on it and figuring out where I needed it. And yeah, every, that's the, that's the thing. Everybody's different. Even when I yeah. post my bike on Instagram, that's like the most, the, the first question I get, what's my bar and riser setup. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm six foot one. Well, that's why they're asking. Okay. Because you know, they're, they're scared. When you go buy bars, you go buy 12 inch bars and you, and then you install them and they're too short. Okay. Or they're too high whatever it turns out to be, you know, there, that's a thousand dollars, you know, or yeah. $500, you know, that you've got that most people have a thousand dollars in them because most people have to pay somebody to put them on there. You guys can put them on yourself and I can put them on myself. Um, but I, I paid somebody to put mine on, but you know, that's, you that's, that's the Harley shop. Cause it's eight hour, uh, Labor oh, rate. If you're going to take it a Harley shop. That's $3,000 to get bars. On. <laughs> oh yeah. It, it sure is. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's why they're asking. They want to know, hey, what are these? You know, and kind of get the kind of get a feel for you know what you're looking for. I know that's what I was doing. I did the same thing when I was looking to buy bars. Um, yep. I always thought the bars on the electric glide were too high, you know, and they were just 12s. Um, really? but that bike sat so low and the seat was so low, it just felt like they were always high. Um, and that's why the next two bikes didn't get bars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you didn't add bars till you got this this twenty one, did you? Uh, uh-uh. yeah, the twenty one got bars. So tell me more about okay, so that bike, Brian. So it's got you said how many ninety six thousand? Nine, yeah, ninety four thousand miles right now on the frame and everything. Wow, well, now you <laughs> like taking it apart. You like working on it, right? I do. I mean, it didn't need a timing chain, or didn't need. You know what I'm saying? No, no. You know, I think the shocks were pretty worn out. Like I said, the yeah. the, the shift linkage was all pretty yeah, much falling apart. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, I, it didn't need bars. I rode it when I first got it. I put I rode it thousand miles just the way it was. Right. But then you know, then I can't leave anything alone. I had to had to do something. Yeah, tell me about those wheels you got on it. Oh, so <laughs> those wheels. I don't know if you noticed, but they're not even they're mismatched wheels. Oh, never would have known unless you told me or when yeah, I get to so Daytona, I lay under your bike and look at it. It's like, it's, it's the COVID build. Cause I couldn't get the right size and the right wheel and matching, you know, sizes that I wanted. Cause it's a, it's a 21 up front with an 18 in the back. 
Okay. So the 2135 in the front, I couldn't get it to match the rear wheel. So I just bought, they're both polished, same brand. And, you know, like I said, I don't think anybody will notice because you can't really see the rear wheel, like you no. said. Right. So Long that is a 21 up front. Yep, 21 up front. It changes the whole look of that bike. Because I remember oh, when you sent me a picture when you first got it. Yep. And to now. And I, I love that seat on it, which you're tall. It how far does it sit you back? The saddleman? Yeah. See, I, I not that far. It, it's actually with the pullback rises, it's a little little tight, but it, I like that seat. On my FXR, I got the, the Lapera kickflip. Yeah, okay. I like that one too, but yeah, I, I like that style. Like I said, I like that style, the performance style that's going on right now. Yeah, that, that is big. Well, let's talk about that. So the performance <laughs> baggers. Yep. And that is the hot button in the motorcycle world right now. And well, and that, that's why Harley came out with the, yes. the Olins with the reservoir shocks and everything. Yes. It's all higher up performance. So you can, lean the bike over more and well, you know, the corners and, faster. And Brian told me, he said, this is what Harley's going to is a performance bag. And this is a couple of years ago. And he said, this is what they're going to. And I'm like, well, I don't know how you know that, but okay, I'll go along. With you. <laughs> and, and here it is this year. I mean, you can buy Olin's directly from Harley, you know? Yeah. It's, it's definitely come, come a long way. Yeah. yeah and they're yeah. quick. They're quick to market. Cause you got to think, um, the lowrider st they even on their website they talk about how this um you know is to the riders that you know like the old fxr t's yep that, I, that's I, why i love it so much oh god i love it it is well you know and it's funny too like on their website in that package one of the things it comes with is a screaming eagle derby cover that says Screaming Eagle performance, huh. but it's not a Screaming Eagle. It's not a CVO. But the Screaming Eagle is the performance, or actually, it's always been the racing part of Harley okay. Davidson. Yep. Well, yeah, CVO is always the just the top of the line of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's funny. This extra add-on kit is seven hundred dollars for a Screaming Eagle high pro volume pump cam support plate. And, you know, Harley had problems with the oil pumps in the 2021s, and now they're offering a kit. I, I would imagine they probably still have the same problem in the 2022s, um, but they got some issues with the oil pumps in some of these. Yeah. Well, see here on the on their website, the Lowrider ST, uh, this is the right bike for, and it gives four points, rider seeking West Coast style and unrelenting power. Touring comfort with a performance first attitude. And my favorite one is FXRT devotees who want the latest riding enhancements. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yeah. And you know, one of the things I'd like it to see when they say it's West Coast styling, I want to see that uh, where those guys go in there and etch into the chrome, you know, all the, yeah, all the, the speedy like yeah. stuff. Yeah. I want to see all that. I love that stuff. I say I like one off. I mean, I like factory paint because you know harley's done some cool looking stuff oh yeah they sure have but i do like to see a custom bike that somebody's taken it may not be my taste you know they may put you know stuff on there that i wouldn't buy for my bike but i still like it 
because it's it's personal. Like me and you talked yeah. about, Brian, the, the live to ride, ride to live. I have all of that I left on my uh, soft tail. And I even put the old, um, and I'll put a picture. You can still buy these. It's like a Dash 82 part number. They're still made by Harley. And I actually, they are at my dealer. So I walked in and bought them. They're the pegs that you clip on and you twist and it has a spring and it says Harley in gold <laughs> on, on the, uh, pe- so it's, uh, on the, peg. um, the pegs that go on my, uh, engine guard on the heritage. Oh yeah. yeah I know. What you, yeah. Yeah. I, I have the gas cap, the points cover. I, I, I just love that stuff for some reason. Oh, I, I love it all. I yeah. love it all. Well, we have talked and talked and talked way too much on this podcast. So I hope somebody out there will listen to this. Well, we have one listener. That's Brian. And that's Brian. And he, he <laughs> is going to be a, a the new addition to the Upshift podcast. I'm excited for it. And hopefully next podcast, we will have better things to talk about. Well, we can... We can- we can put some pictures up of some bikes and we can have talk about some other bikes and Daytona. Yeah. I heard Daytona's coming up. Yeah. Daytona. And we're all going. <laughs> yeah. I, so I guess wait. I'm, I guess I'm going to have to stay over because I, I was planning on coming back early. So I guess I'm staying over Dwayne. Because, or I'm coming early. Uh, because we Dwayne and Brian and Brian are go, all going to have to go have uh, beef tips at the iron horse. There you go. Oh, definitely that that's going to be one thing that that is a requirement but yep. Brian, i appreciate you coming on and being a new addition to the upshift podcast and well you, thank you for having me i can't wait to do it again dude, it's going right. to be awesome so you can find brian at brian's 77 garage. 77 garage on yep. instagram you can find me at upshift podcast and Harley Guy 105. You can find Dwayne at D Moorhead One. D Moorhead One, and he's going to start posting stuff on there. Uh, right. Post that picture I sent you of the bike. Okay. Of the 97. Uh, but you can find us all on uh, Facebook, the Upshift Podcast, and you can give us an email at the Upshift Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, give us a like, follow, and subscribe i say like we got a youtube we do have a youtube channel there's no videos on it and i have a ton of videos i have hundreds and hundreds of hours of videos that i've taken and not uploaded because that's something i don't know how to do Dwayne. you should do that for me because you're the technical part of this (laughs) we can figure that out so if you listen to it when you first come on if you're still here my goodness i want to shake your hand Um, thank you we uh did not fire Dwayne. That was a that was a joke. So, but the Upshift Podcast is back for twenty two, and we are going all to Daytona. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna post stuff. But uh, thanks for listening and give us a rating on iTunes because that's the only place you can give a rating. And we have a we have a five star rating. Just want to let you know, we have a five star. I don't know who put it on there, but we have a five star. So thank you to whoever did that. I, actually, I know who did it, but. But uh, I'll keep that a secret. But I appreciate everybody tuning in to the Upshift podcast.